Welcome to the Paperless Movement Podcast. I'm Tom Solid, your host, and I'm so excited to share another thrilling episode with you, where I deep dive into the digital productivity space together with my guests. As usual, this episode is not sponsored. However, providing you this value for free is only possible thanks to all of you who are part of the Paperless Movement membership. You allow me to stay independent with my opinion. But also as a member, you can join these interviews live when they are recorded for a chance to ask your own questions and you will even get access to chapterized video versions of this and previous episodes. So if you'd like to become a member eager to max out the full potential of your digital productivity system, check out paperlessmovement.com. And now, without further ado, let's dive into this chat. All right, everyone, today, again, excitement, excitement, excitement. It is a tool, and it's actually the founder of this tool that I was trying to get contact to, you know, to become a partner of the Paperless Movement as well. And we verified them very quickly. There was no difficult task for us to make this verification for Unito. And they already joined the Paperless Movement ecosystem. I'm really excited to have Mark on the show here, founder of Unito. And what this is all about, we will dive into. I just say some buzzwords there. Single source of truth, how you can connect your scattered information into one place, automation, all the nice stuff. If you know about iCore, that I teach, which stands for input control, output refine. We are actually in the refine part, workflow optimization, workflow automation, and why you need to fit in there perfectly, we will find out now. But now, Mark, why don't you just introduce yourself and where you need to came from and, and why it is actually there? Sure. Thanks for having me, Tom. So Mark, I'm one of the founders at Unito. And if you've never heard of it, it's it's a no-code integration platform, a little bit similar to us to Zapier or Kato, but we allow very, very deep and seamless integrations while still keeping it really easy for our business users to set up. And if you want our, our claim to fame is that we do two-way integrations or two-way sync out of the box in a single setup. So let's say you're a marketer living in ClickUp or Asana and you have to work with developers that are working in Jira, we'll sync the tasks and issues so it feels basically to everyone as if all their collaborators are in their tool, but they're not. So we'll sync across comments, statuses, attachments, even assignees across, let's say, ClickUp and Jira so that people don't have to leave their tools. So that that's really the, the spot that, that you know picked. And in terms of where it came from, this really started as a scratch your own itch basement project. I've been in product for a long time. And when, you, when you're in product and tech companies, you have to deal with and work with every department, but you have no authority over them. You especially cannot choose their tools. And so you're always jumping around between the different tools of different teams. And so it was on the bucket list of someone should get these tools to talk to each other. And that's back about in 2015. And Zapier existed, Trey existed. A lot of these guys start had already started, but when I started to build proofs of concepts to integrate them, they were all like trigger and action based and all very one unidirectional in nature. And I really needed it to be two-way because there was collaboration happening across the tools, right? It was, let's say, a roadmap trying to dispatch work to different teams or different tools. And then 
getting visibility on what the progress and the statuses. And that's something that was being done manually all the time. Yeah. So, and this is exactly what I love. I mean, 2018, when the Paveless movement was launched, I was already looking into these tools. I was using Sapia to set up my own business as well. And you mentioned it exactly the same way as I coach it now to my members. There's a difference between Sapia and other tools like Unito or also Plixi and their other two-way synchronization tools. In Sapia or make.com, I'm already saying make.com, make, you have these one trigger or actually one workflow automation. So there's one thing that triggers it and then I have a final result and that's what I do. So for example, inside the Paveless movement, when somebody signs up to the membership, I have an automation in Make, in, in Sapia, that sends the, the invoice to my accountant software as well. So I have the taxes in there as well. That's one trigger, one final solution. You mentioned exactly the thing that I always had the issue to set up is a two-way synchronization with these tools. This is just not reliable. It's clunky and you cannot cover all the different situations that you have. And I always thought why it's, it should be so easy to pick if this field changes, update this field. I mean, it sounds easy. I know. So we came. I thought it would be easy too. I thought it would be easy too. <laughs> yeah. And I, used to, I used to code. So I was like, hey, this should be easy to solve, right? But it turns out the two-way stuff is really a hard problem to solve, especially as you're syncing disparate data across disparate tools. And yeah. the moment you look at, you know, Zap, like if you look at these tools, they'll they'll show you some, here's how you can do it by putting two triggers for the creates and two triggers for the updates and et cetera, et cetera. And then they're like, oh, be careful with loops. And like, you got to do something more complex. So it's putting all the responsibility on the user to almost code the logic and we thought like how can we start from the get-go it should just work out of the box and also the api calls right so you have limitations there as well how many times you can actually make these requests and so on just wanted to mention i mean the, the first trouble i had and i think we will dive into this more is i love to leverage the tools or the, the best features of different tools but then we have the disconnection of information. We're building information silos. This is something that I teach in the membership as well to avoid these. And in order to avoid these, but still use different tools, try to connect them. So one example in the previous movement, I used Intercom for my for my customer support and the chat on the website, but at the same time, active campaign for email marketing. And it was the first thing two CRMs, I want to have the information cross. So there was a solution out there that synchronized these two things. That was the first platform, but it was bought by HubSpot, HubSpot and shut down. So how, how fragile is you need to in this regards that you suddenly get bought by somebody and get shut yeah. down? And then I have lost uh, all the advantages that we will just get in a second then. I mean, th there's a lot there. I, I listened to to your, your podcast with the make guys that got acquired by the Solanus folks. I mean, we've we've decided to take a, a venture capital track. So we are backed by important VCs. And so our goal is, is much more to go all the way and expand the platform. If you look at the company you were describing, PySync that got acquired by HubSpot. Oh, PySync. I, I yeah, always forget the name well. already out of my mind. So PySync, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was they were doing only contact syncing and specialized on that. We've generalized a lot of the platform to be able to sync any data from any SaaS. And we're pretty quickly expanding the, the number of connectors and platforms that we sync. So we're here for a while, but and I was laughing because Andre from Make was like, oh, they made us an offer we couldn't refuse. <laughs> and I mean, that's not really the plan, but but it's kind of like, we, who knows, right? But that's yeah, not the idea. 
Well, we hope for the best because what I saw so far in Unito, I really love it. And I will come to this in a second. But, but for the viewers and for the listeners, they know that I use Plexi as well, which synchronizes with Todoist and ClickUp, for example. And this is also a two-way synchronization. They are also verified partners of the Pebbles movement. And they specialized, you mentioned it already, one thing is being broad and then specializing. So PySync, <laughs> nearly forgot again, <laughs> PySync, they specialized on CRM synchronization. Plexi, they specialized on Todoist and Microsoft Todo, and they sync to a variety of platforms. You need to, however, and this is now the exciting stuff, synchronize either or so I can pick whatever I like, like ClickUp and Notion. And you have even Miro in there. I, I even didn't figure all this out, how I can synchronize Miro with other things. I mean, I didn't test it yet, but I get excited that all these platforms are appearing there. But to me, the first thing that I tested was ClickUp and Notion because Notion, they just launched their API. So I thought this will never work. And I set it up in Unito and I was just blown away how great this two-way synchronization works between ClickUp and Notion to have these databases in sync. And yeah, now it's your turn. Tell us more about what tools do you focus on and why did you decide to, you know, connect many to many, I guess, in this case, it says. Yeah, many to many. And because that's what the customers were asking for, right? Mm -hmm. And what you're seeing is a lot of the platforms are becoming, even like if you think of ClickUp or Airtable, like they're very generic and they can be used for a lot of different things, right? And customers are being very creative in how they're using those platforms. You know, if you think of spreadsheets and Google, like how many Excel and Google spreadsheets have become apps, right? And the way we look at it is each of these applications is really good at doing certain things. Um, but they create these mini silos inside of an organization. So how do you allow people to create amazing stuff, but without getting the consequence of locking it into that single app, right? So yeah. once you're able to mix and match different applications and different objects, it becomes really interesting because maybe you need con customer contact data in your Notion or in your Airtable or in your ClickUp to do something that might not be a CRM function, but that customer information comes from the CRM, or maybe you want to do a live aggregate dashboard of all your opportunities, contacts, and accounts, but you want to do it in a mirror board so you can organize your accounts visually, but you still want to see your, your the live sales pipeline, and you still want to see, you know, what's the proof of concept project? How's it going forward? So customers are, are really have preferences on where they want to work for different use cases. Yeah. And, and then we'll go, and, yeah, great. go ahead. Well, I mean, it's like people identify to their tools now. And if yeah. you try to force them into the other places, you're it's, you're fighting an uphill battle. So the whole premise was like, hey, let's let people go where, like, let's go where they already work and make sure that that place has all of the latest and greatest information wherever it comes from. Yeah. And I love this because... Again, with my coach, coach inside the membership, so many times this comes up. All right, Tom, should I use Asana, ClickUp or whatever? And I say use either or, doesn't matter as long as their integrations are great. So we can already, the ultimate goal is always to build a single source of truth. When we are sitting in a meeting and we are discussing a specific topic, we only bring up one task and then we update this task instead of everybody writing in their paper notebooks. So how do we overcome the different tools the different departments use. So let's say we have an engineering project, right, where a lot of more departments are involved. Well, we can use one single source of truth and then bring in external links to the other platforms. That's the easiest way to do this, right? So you say, okay, this 
task is related and then you have a custom feed where you just add the URL to the external source, the engineering documents or whatever, and so on. That's the first thing. But having a development team, you mentioned it already, using Jira, right? They're already working in there, maybe for other departments. How do you overcome this? And this is where really things like you need to come in, where you have a two-way synchronization. So you essentially set up the task inside ClickUp. In the project meeting, you're using ClickUp as a single source of truth for the project. But when they are back on the in their desk, they open up Jira and have this task already along with all the other tasks they have there. And this is the exciting stuff. But me working in big corporate and it was high compliant, you know, it wasn't pharma. There are compliant issues when it comes to connecting things and using external tools. So I would be interested a bit more in how is this actually from the cybersecurity perspective using you needed you need to, to connect other databases. Yeah, we, we obviously work with customers on both ends of the spectrum. We're typically more oriented towards businesses, but we have SMBs all the way to large Fortune 500 companies as customers. Mm -hmm. So their requirements on the security side are obviously very different. One aspect that's really important is we don't replicate the customer's data into our ecosystem, right? We only transit it across. Mm -hmm. And that means that from a security standpoint, there's a lot less risk. But the other element is we allow the, the IT groups, for example, to control which user accounts are used for the sync. And that gives them precise control over access, access permissions by the sync engine specifically. But otherwise, it's really about enabling the business user to solve the problem themselves. And once the customer has adopted SaaS tools, there is this notion of like, okay, like we're going to run the risk assessments. We're going to, we're going to verify all these companies, but then there is this acceptance that you are using cloud tools in the first place, right? That being said, yeah. we do have customers that have on-premise Jira that have locked down a lot of these things. And we deal with those uh, as they come and we support fully on-premise as well. So that's when it gets uh -huh. really interesting. And when you want to be very careful about information that can be accessed but there's there's multiple security controls in place today. all right so this means you also have custom builds for enterprises you're offering this service as well then we don't do custom for enterprise we we typically have productized the platform what we do has have is more mechanisms and configurations to be able to plug into an on-premise system but it mm -hmm. is still the core platform that supports that out of the box all right so as I'm so excited about the synchronization between ClickUp and Notion, how difficult was this connection actually? I mean, Notion far behind when it comes to this. Are they now, did I catch up from a development perspective? Yeah, I think Notion's been interesting because they've announced, they announced their API so long ago and it took a long time before it got there. But, you know, we're in touch with their platform teams and, and work pretty closely. They'll catch up, you know, they, they're, they're a strong team and they have a really solid platform. So it, it's been fine. And they're they're investing a lot in it. And it's interesting because they, they bought Automate. So they have their own kind of automation platform internally. But we've always... Like we've always coexisted with those and you need to is more focus, less focus on the automation or the linking than it is to the, this approach of interoperability between tools where you mm -hmm. can almost exchange and work on the same information from whichever tool you want. And we'll make sure that the information is in sync, right? So it's a different, it's a different spin and a different take on integration that doesn't necessarily compete directly with a lot of the the players, you know, from a Make, from a Mercado or a Zapier or an Automate.io. Yeah, well, I don't even compare it with these. As we mentioned in the beginning, yeah. like Make and Zapier, there's a completely different approach. So, yeah, this is this is really 
Great. So looking at the, the tool stack that you have there available that I can connect, looks already very great. I'm missing Active Campaign on there, so I would have loved to synchronize it to Intercom. Doesn't matter, I'm no longer using Intercom, so it's okay. But how do you decide what comes next? Who is screaming the loudest, I guess? <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a science. We look at obviously customer demand and scream decibel level, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but, but we also obviously look at you know the size of the user base of the platform. We look at API and their platform maturity. We look at partnership potentials. So, for example, we were we were part of Miro's recent big platform launch, and but we try also to introduce applications that combine well with the applications that we already have, because that really allows us to leverage our customer base to, to find the right, the right use cases that really make the difference. And so we're going systematically around from our customer base, but we are accelerating the rhythm of those categories and those tools. And we recently added, like a lot of the tools you mentioned were recently added. So, and I'm curious about how the Miro integration works. For my, from my perspective, you know, ClickUp just introduced their whiteboards. And the first thing that I thought, well, now we can bring in the task and connect the tasks with each other, which is now possible. In Miro, we had already the integration that we can add Asana and the Asana tasks there and see the updates. So is this something that allows me now using Unito to connect click up to Miro now and see my tasks on a board. Correct. And you can even mix and match things from different tools because you can sync the same Miro board to different places, whether it's to a HubSpot you know, deal pipeline or a Salesforce deals or some contacts or some tasks or some projects in different platforms. You can even connect it to items in the Notion database if you want. And all of these will appear, let's say, as cards inside of your Miro board. And they'll sync both ways. And you don't have to do it individually. You can basically have a set of very simple tags, for example, that as soon as you put this tag on, on this card, it'll become a new task in your ClickUp. And that means that you can very much create these visualizations of work uh, in any form, yeah. but organize it visually in the way you want and mix and match from multiple places too. So you get this full cycle of like brainstorm, then put it, send it to the place where work gets done, but still keep that that visualization that you did at the brainstorm up to date with the latest information. This brings a little tear here in my eye. So I was waiting for such a possibility for so long. I'm using Miro and I have a Miro course as well in the Paveless Movement where I teach where I teach how to use Miro for creative research. And you know, laying out these projects, this is this is huge. Bringing it also across, you know, if ClickUp is not your only setup, you might want to have these information from the other platforms. This is this is huge, and I'm all up there to teach people how to leverage this now because the awareness needs to be there. It's still that's the mission of the Paveless Movement, making people aware of the possibilities we have with the digital world instead of just replicating what we had in paper and just trying to do it in the digital world, right? So, so good to see this. I cannot wait after our interview to check the mirror integration out. Anything else that we can get excited about, you know, regarding roadmap? I mean, on... uh, it's going to become still easier to do really even deeper integrations for a lot more apps than currently. That's our focus. It's always been, how do we let the business user solve the deep integration problem themselves, as opposed to relying on, on IT, how to, relying on some developer group um, and, and really go deep on the integration. So give us a spin. We're adding more all the time. And if you've tried us in the past, you'll see there's a bunch of new integrations. We have a really supportive team on the in-app chat 
So don't hesitate to share the feedback or scream for the integration that's missing, the active campaign or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, if you need to reach me, I'm at mark at unido.io and it's Mark with a C. That's awesome. So thank you very much, Mark, for being on the show. I think these are really great to the point insights that we got today, but I'm sure we will catch up again in another interview when we have some more tools there. And then when I dive deeper into Unito, so I'm really excited for the future of Unito. One last question I have though, how will you keep up with the APIs? Yeah, I mean, the more tools you add, I think the more complex it becomes to maintain the stability whenever API changes occur and so on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do, right? That's specifically that's the core of the business. <laughs> yeah. And that's why we're better than, than many are doing it. And I think that's why it's really hard for vendors to maintain their own integrations, right? Hmm. That's what we provide a lot of integration for, for our partner vendors. The, you know, integration is a little bit like having a mobile app in the past where it used to be a nice to have to have a mobile app. Now it's a requirement, right? Well, integrations are the same. If you have a yeah. product, your customers are asking for integration, they're requiring it, and it's, it's table stakes. But building integrations is not the core business of any vendor. And in part because maintaining it is so painful and costly. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, like, that's why we have really close relationship with all those vendors. We monitor all the APIs. We get head starts on any upcoming changes. We often get consulted on them. And that's what we do. That's our bread and butter. And that's why we're able to maintain that, that quality of integrations over time. So I love and that's, I that's love, it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love this approach because... Ah, people have really to see the big picture and think outside the box. So the papers movement, I, I see it as a neutral ground for all these productivity tools and get rid of the competition thinking, try to think bigger and in collaboration work. And if we have this thinking, then yeah, don't waste time on native integrations in a tool. Usually native integrations has been much better than using something like Sapia because it's a two-way synchronization already. But it was very limited because, as you mentioned, they have to use their resources. Then they know, focus on some tools. They never catch all of them. So why don't just save the time? Focus more on providing a proper API with great uh, documentation and then connect to bridging tools like we have with Unito now. So I really think as well, this is the future. I said it already years ago when Notion haven't had an API that Todoist in this regards. It's a simple task list, but the power of Todoist was always the integration with all the other tools. So this is really now coming together. I'm really excited about this. Mark, I thank you very much for being on, on the interview for all out there. This will become a blog post. And yeah, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Tom. Great day. And I'll catch you up next time.